This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Good afternoon, everyone. This is a special recording of my podcast, Conversations with Women of Power and Grace. And I've decided that every so often I'll interject with a solo recording to share some of my thoughts with you. I have lost someone in my life who was very important to me. And it brings me to reflect on what is going on in the world and in our individual lives. There are several wars going on between countries, tribes, family, and relationships, where I wrote a brief poem to help me deal with the situation at hand. There were two things that I said. The first one is that there are spoken and unspoken words, the things that we may have said to someone in periods of love or anger, and the things we wished we had said, or the bottled up emotions, which continue to irk us on some level, and the regrets for not saying certain things. The second thing that I mentioned is about the missed opportunities to set things right, because we are stuck in a world of acrimony. Even when our hearts show us the way, we have so many distractions from others telling us how we should respond to the matters that we're dealing with. These distractions cause us not to act in a way that brings healing and peace. These interjections, I find, cause us more pain in the long run. As I note, war does not occur necessarily via physical violence. It's not when one country is throwing bombs at another. War is within our environment. It is in our words and attitudes that deprive others of rights. And it is in any process or situation that cause or create disharmony. And so I may shed a light here and indicate that if you're giving advice to a friend, are you doing so for the friend's benefit or for your own? Because sometimes we give advice that creates tension to continue the fight. But if we were to lay down our arms, does that mean we're weak? Of course, there are many, many questions that we can discuss in this situation. I'm inclined to remind each of us that we may only love in our interactions, sometimes very difficult to do, but we may also have only one day to live. And if we were privy to that information, what would we do differently? I had a conversation a while ago about 9-11 and how we indulge some men to cause so much atrocity in our world. And people left homes just to go to work one day and their whole world was decimated. This is a conversation that I recorded a while ago and I'm adding it here just to give us more reflection on the subject. What are we doing in our lives that brings healing and peace and harmony? We must always yield to a journey of forgiveness, compassion, and love. How do we do that? Through our spiritual practice. 
devotion, and connection to a higher power. Please enjoy this episode, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And as we always note, I'm very, very, very grateful for your presence and for sharing and for commenting on the podcast and also to support one another in our quest for a more peaceful and meaningful life. Thank you again, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hello, good afternoon, my beautiful people. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I am Dr. Mesima Shabazz, and I'm a transformational coach, teacher, and author. And I have a healing practice in Wethersfield, Connecticut. Today is a solemn day, and I'm grateful that you're all taking a few minutes for us to chat a little bit about what is going on in our world and in our lives. I want to express sympathies to all those who lost their family members or loved ones and friends on this fateful day. But as humans, and if we go back in history, we recognize that we have indulged men who had fantasies against humanity. I want to share a few thoughts with you on this subject. When I was young, younger, I would say, I'm not that old yet, I visited the Cape Coast Castle and Elmina Castle's central region of Ghana. When I went there, the castle is or was the last stop when they brought in our captured ancestors and held in dungeons before they were put on ships and boats on a journey to an unknown place. And when you enter the dungeon, and it's really a dungeon, and the spaces there, and how many people they crammed into those spaces in chains, you cannot walk into that space and come out and be the same ever. I came out a whole different person because my mind could not process what it is that possessed another human being to come up with that evil, dark idea. What made it worse was when you go to the next level up where the governor, whatever his title was, lived. He had a church right above the dungeon. And he could hear the wailings and moanings and cries of human beings, but he went to church. He had a church, a Christian church. And I can tell you that for a while I did not go to church because I could not reconcile the two things. Living in a dungeon where this person thought was fine and yet go up and pray. But I can take you back into another history where King Leopold of Belgium and his men invaded the Congo and killed more than 10 million people. And they had the audacity to build their picket fences with the skulls and bones of the men they have killed. Or I'll take you to another history to Soweto. In my teenage years, I remember 
when the police gunned down children, elementary school kids, because they were demonstrating about a language they didn't want to speak, a language that was not theirs to begin with. And there are many, many, many incidents, atrocities to humanity from that time till now. In 2020, we have kids in cages or being sex trafficked. What do we do about that? On 9-11, men and women woke up just to go to work and a living and come back home to their families. And everything got decimated in that instant. Our humanity is that glowing center within all of us and cause us to do better. In our conversations with God, we have to emulate a spiritual life that answers the following questions. If you had one day to live, what would you do differently if you knew that today was the last day you had? Could you give the best of everything you have for everyone that crossed paths with you until that time? when you leave. So you leave with no regrets as to work left undone. Do you summon all those who come to you to be their best selves? Can you imagine what gift that would be? If you had one day to live, what would you do differently? The second question I have is, what would you like to be said about you when you are called home? You know, when we have funerals, people come through, friends, acquaintances, that bear testimony, not only of how many lives we may have touched with kindness and generosity, but how in simple ways we've carved an image that is tangible, honest, and strong. What would people say about you? Is your heart open? to all, and to all I mean all. Have you demonstrated through your actions that it was worthy and noble to give more than taking? Or have you left some big shoes in your community for someone else to fill? As you can tell, I'm baffled with all the atrocities that we experience in our human lives all over the world. And so I have more questions today than answers. Finally, what difference does it make that you were here? Really, when you wake up every day going to work, which may be your last day, because none of us has been promised tomorrow, what difference does it make that you were here? In underscoring our values, what would it be? Hatred or love? Our civilization would not survive or will only endure if we choose love for one another. What difference does it make that you are here? Our elders tell us that a clear conscience makes a soft pillow. And if we live with that clear conscience, 
of loving one another, of reaching out to one another, of going to that glowing center within us, we will make a difference in everyone's life. And it is through that unity that we'll be able to change the current trend in our realities. What would it be? Hatred or love? Chaos? If you had one day to live, what would you do differently? Let us live with the values that would be pleasing to our Creator. And that's a simple equation and understanding that we can have every day as we journey through this life. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope that as we move forward, we will touch each other's lives in ways that are healing, that are loving, with gratitude to our Creator for giving us this experience. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you have a wonderful day, rest of your day. And remember, the things we will do differently if today was our last day to live. Thank you all. Love you very much.